0: Absolutely no pressure on today's report or whatever it may be. But I will say, from our Asher Record Service Company Live In Feedback, Papa Red said, Randy, tell Trey, I weed-ed- weed-eated my ditch in record time just to hear what he has to say. <laughs> so it better be some good stuff.
1: Mm, okay. Well, no pressure, try, Randy. No pressure. <laughs> I feel like after the last caller yesterday, though, I just needed to bring the doom and gloom, right? Not get everybody's hopes up too high.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, today's kind of a lighter day today with, uh, with going back to Spiders. Obviously, a big scrimmage Saturday. They want to make sure that they're ready for. I think they'll probably make a lot of decisions on Saturday uh, off of, you know, maybe who can help them here and there backup roles, those kinds of things, starting position still, how they feel about the secondary. Do they feel comfortable fully moving Snacks Johnson over there? Obviously, we know A.J. Brathwaite. You know, it's interesting, A.J. Brathwaite quit the team. Uh, I never saw him out there. Like, you know how some guys just elude you? I never. I don't have a picture of him. I don't – I never, like – he was, like, the only newcomer where I didn't do, like, some kind of evaluation on what I thought of him. Um, I don't know, maybe that's telling of why he left. Who knows, but uh, – they did lose one player, so they i I, I, I got to check and make sure and see if they get that scholarship back. But, you know, Sam Pittman said the other day that Josh Street's their 10th best offensive lineman, number 10. So, I mean, if you're one of the top 10 offensive linemen, it kind of feels like maybe you should be on scholarship. Maybe maybe he could get one. I don't know. But uh, anyway, one player left the team already. Big scrimmage tomorrow. Should decide a lot of things. And, yeah, day seven in the books.
0: Excellent report.
1: wasn't much to it. No, I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got to spice it up, though, Trey Savage. Good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, yeah, sir. I got two of them.
2: Uh, you know the, the the trick plays. You know every team keeps them close to the vest. And Trey, have you seen anything on special teams? And you can talk about it because Fabian, nobody else is listening. You know. Yeah. Uh, there any, have you seen any trick plays? Any any kind of shenanigans? Of, you know that you've seen, and then well, the second
1: one, uh-huh. go ahead. There's this play where they act like the uh, the uh, return man doesn't doesn't fair catch it. and He acts he acts like he does, but he doesn't kind of deal. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I started saying. Let's go back yeah. to North Texas. Wow. I thought about doing that right, one are saying. Uh, they've actually got this thing where they, they snap it to the punter and he does a two-handed pass right into the uh, defense, defense's hands. Uh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, uh, I think we've had our fill of uh, trick plays under the uh, the Morris administration. Um, I can't remember the last really successful fake. I guess last it was year, Reed hey, Bauer. The,
2: the field goal, yeah, that, that was That wasn't that last was year, good. was it,
1: with Reed? Because he, he had the pass to Nathan Bax for – I don't remember if that was a touchdown or was a first down. It was a big play. And then he right. had the other one where he uh, took the snap and – and ran like 20 yards or so um, on a field goal drive. That's
2: was for a touchdown against Alabama.
1: Yeah, Bax was yeah. for a touchdown against Alabama. Yeah, right. Those were two years oh, ago. Nick is listing after all. I don't recall one last year. Do you? No, I don't. Yeah, think I don't so. think they did. I don't think they had an opportunity to do it, or I mean, they had an opportunity, but they just never did.
2: But and outside that, we know, we've got a lot, you know, a lot of new faces on the coaching staff, and surely you learn from bad experiences. Uh, the Texas a and and Texas a and game for one. Uh, how do you not have that situation happen with this coaching staff? Are you, do you hear any coach, are they coaching these kids up on, you know, as far as we don't want to see this, we're not going to have this type of dumb play, you're not going to, to dive mm-hmm. over the top, you know, and not specifically. I mean, do you see this coaching staff coming together, with the strength coach, Sam Pittman, where they've learned some, from some of these mistakes, you know, because it's going to take a special year yeah. for the guys to actually go 8-0 or, you know, to actually start off good. Yeah. You know, I learning from thing anything is, that you see Trey.
1: There's 126 players out there, there's all kinds of new mistakes that are possible. I mean, they're just they're just are. It's you're going to have you're going to have blunders. I mean, it's just human nature. Uh it's surprising when you see it out of a guy like KJ Jefferson because he has been so right. dynamic in those situations, but you can't extend the ball. And it, that is something that I have noticed, you know, with the teams the last couple years extending the ball at the pylon or over the goal line, the only time you should ever do that is when you absolutely have to because it's the last play of the game or uh, it's, you know, you got to score here no matter what. And Unless it's that but situation, I appreciate the ball head. should just – you should never extend it over the goal line. Um, I would hope that they try to hammer that, that home. But, I mean, unfortunately it's just, you know, it's football and uh, it's, it can be a crazy game a game of inches, a game of the ball just happened to bounce the right way, a game of, you know, throwing the ball back behind you 30 yards and tipping the tallest guy on the team, tipping the ball into the fastest guy on offense and getting a first, you know, just crazy stuff like that. It's one of the great things about football is, you know, the things that just miraculously seem to happen and a lot of times the blunders that happen. And the huge swings that come from 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 blunders, and uh, Arkansas fans have definitely been on both sides of that. It always feels like you're on the wrong side of it when it happens. But uh, yeah, I mean that's just football. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to continue learning. Hopefully, they will reduce the number of times they extend the ball
0: out to the goal line, though. Uh this from our Asher record Service Company Live Fan Feedback, Mabel says, do you think the young defensive player, actually he was a six year player, who recently left the team was a spy sent to learn the intimate details of the Arkansas pass defense as putrid as it was. I think uh, it will tell by seeing where his, this player ends up to finish his playing career. My guess is Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I would guess if he wants to continue to play, He'll have to go down in classification, will he not, Trey, because there's nothing special that I would see. I mean, the NCAA actually has turned a few uh, waivers away. I -hmm. think there was a uh, Michigan State player, maybe even a Tennessee player. I can't remember the other school, but there were two of them that they turned down their waiver request.
1: Yeah, and I think that A.J. Brathwaite's college days are probably over. At least they're over on the high major level. I mean.
0: Could he step know, Could he step back to Western Kentucky?
1: I don't. I think that's the only outlet that you have. I think you could. I think there's something in it about going back to the team that you you were originally at, and maybe that's it. So, maybe that's a, an outlet for him. But, uh, yeah, I think maybe he was a spy. I think maybe they're, they're on to something. I think that's uh, <laughs> something we should investigate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, send in 60 minutes. Um, this from our Asher record service company, Live and Feedback. Chang says, I can't see why wide receiver desires upper body strength since arm strength is just marginally useful in catching a football. That excess upper body strength is essentially dead weight. that has to be carried by the body and slows the receiver down over the long That's- physical grind of the season.
1: That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. That's like somebody who wrote that never has played football in their life. There's all kinds of uses for upper body strength. Um, First of all, it's not your legs, but, you know, having strong arms and chest, all that thing, it's all connected. You know, it's all connected. And um, that kind of stuff helps you run faster. Stiff arms, breaking tackles. Getting off the line of scrimmage, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you would need upper body strength for. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, I uh, nobody, nobody's asking these guys to be world class bench pressers, but you need to be strong. I just want to play to, football I every wanted, position.
0: I just wanted to hear you get riled up. I, I really, yeah, like, Well, I really made you that. Know, one you know up. how to do it, Randy. I, I really made that. <laughs> <laughs> Piggy Small says, I, "I don't
1: mind getting riled up a little bit." <laughs> I like the sting.
0: Piggy Small says, question for Trey, which do you think is more likely that KJ passes for 3,500 yards or rushes for 1,000 yards?
1: Mm, 3,500.
0: Yeah, I think that's, you're right. Yeah,
1: not that he couldn't run for 1,000 if they so desired. You obviously run the risk of getting your quarterback banged up if you do that a lot. But I just think that they're kind of focused on keeping him healthy, and probably not going to run him. They're going to run him. You have to. But probably not going to run him so much that he would get that many yards. He would have had probably close to about 750 last year had he not been out for those two games also. Um, So I don't know. I I, I think probably looking more like 500 yards. But I could see them, you know, I think they'll – They'll probably have over 250 completions or so this year. I think that he'll get over 3,000 if he if he plays the whole season uh, and possibly more than that because maybe they don't run him as much.
0: And the majority of minutes in a game. Um, Let's see. Billy says Josh Street has been put on scholarship.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen that. If that popped up anywhere, I haven't seen that, but that was – Kind of the talk about amongst uh, you know some of the media people uh, in the press conference today, just like who where that scholarship could possibly go.
0: Uh, I then good. I
1: think tenth best offensive lineman on the team deserves to be on scholarship. So,
0: okay, Luke says it was fake punt touchdown. It was against Bama, and it was Blake Kern, mm-hmm. not Nathan Bax.
1: Oh, Blake Kern, sorry
0: uh jake says straight who is number 60 on the o-line he doesn't really look like a o lineman
1: it's easy to confuse blake kern and nathan Baxter, are two former yeah. walk on yeah. tight ends similar in style put on scholarship yeah. the same size yeah yeah sorry what was the question
0: number 60 on the offensive line
1: number 60 on the offensive line is johnston i believe he was a tight end when I first saw him, I thought, what is going on here? They had I looked at it, my roster, and I was like, 60 says it's, I believe it said it's Peyton Simpson. Got my roster right here. I believe it said it was Peyton Simpson, and it said he was 6'4", 333 pounds, and I was thinking maybe 233 pounds. That doesn't sound right, um, but that's, uh, I believe Luke Johnston is his name. He's a walk-on. Uh, tight end who they moved over to offensive line because they needed another guy over there. But he's not—I um, mean, he's a, built like a tight end, so he's significantly smaller than the other offensive line. I think they just needed some, just needed another guy out there to
0: help with you know
1: blocking drills,
0: those kinds of things. You think Trey? That's going to be another transition they make on the actual roster because I don't show him as number sixty. Right?
1: No, okay. he's not. Okay. It's it's not accurate. Um, The other, uh, Simpson, I believe, wasn't able to go through camp, so maybe that's uh, why they moved him over there. But that's – I don't think it's a long-term position for him. I mean, he's not – he's a big guy, obviously. You know, he's 6'5", 223, but he's not – he doesn't have the build for
0: offensive line, really. All right, this is from the uh, Southern Structural Solutions uh, Buzz text line says uh, from the 501, will we see Chriswell a Chriswell package with Jefferson on the edge?
1: Uh, I don't know, I don't know how much I want to put Jefferson out on the edge. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's it's fun to see that kind of stuff, but you open him up to injury. But I would like to see Chriswell out there. I think he can bring some stuff to the table. I'd like to see them, you know, invest in him in terms of getting him game ready. You know, down the line, you you don't know if you need them. So if you have opportunities in games, hopefully in this Western Carolina game, what you'd like to see is them just dominate them and then come out of halftime and, you know, with the first team and, you know, dominate them for a series or two and then get them out of there and then let the the backups get some action. But I, I think that Criswell could play like here and there, just say, hey, let's get Criswell in here for this series. Uh, because they, they seem very confident in him. And, again, I'll tell you what I, I noticed about Jacoby Criswell when he was 15. I remember we were looking, we were like, who are we going to name, you know, the all-camp team, who, who's going to be the quarterback? And I was just, like, looking at him, I was like, man, this guy, I can sling it. He's just short. I don't know who he is. But it was Jacoby Criswell. He was, like, 15 years old. He's obviously gotten a lot taller since then. Uh, but he, we put him on our all-camp team at quarterback, and I just remember how well he threw the ball. And even now, and Sam Pittman kind of echoed what I've been saying at the press conference yesterday, that even now, I feel like he's got the strongest arm, and you know, the best, just the best velocity and the tightest spiral out of any of the quarterbacks on the team, including KJ. Hmm.
0: Let's talk with uh, Hoop Hog. Hoop hoggy, you have a question or comment for Trey?
3: I do, I do, I do. What's up, everybody?
0: Going good, thank uh, you.
3: Trey, well, Excellent. Welcome to the weekend. Trey, I'm going to do some of your betting. I, I, I wish these people would think about some of their comments when you're driving down the highway and you hear some of these statements that makes you want to, like, drive off the road. So, <laughs> but the comment about the arm strength of a receiver. I mean, come yeah. on. What made treylon Burke such, what made him the 18th pick in the draft is his arm strength. People were not taking a pass away from Traylon Burke. He, they could not grab it out of his hands. Yeah, that was a, a, an, an intangible that, that you couldn't you couldn't coach. It was it, it was just amazing, and that's what makes some safeties. I mean, some secondary guys so good is when they go up to, to steal the ball, they're going to get it because they're stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just so so Tray, I, I thought I'm I'm calling in and I'm tap tap me, Tray, I'm coming in. I'm ready to come in and argue this point. But um, I do have a question for you also, Trey. Um, Mm -hmm. It looks like our linebackers are a little smaller in size, um, and I'm I'm not sure about that. I just kind of – I don't pay a whole lot of attention to dimensions of the players year in and year out, but it looks like they're a little smaller. What uh, what are we looking for in terms of the the speed of our linebacker core this year, Mm -hmm. Uh, and will that be an asset for us? Or uh, is it going to be a growing period for our linebackers
1: given what we had? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, Thank I think you maybe, know, compared to last year with the starters, you know, bumper pool was, you know, probably all of 6'2, maybe 237 or so. Drew Sanders, obviously 6'5, 235 or so. Um, so they're not going to be like as big as the starters were last year. Uh, it's a, To me, it's a slightly above-average linebacker group relative to recent past at Arkansas. Uh, You know, Drew Morgan – or Grant Morgan, excuse me, was probably 5'11". I would say Scooter Harris was about 5'11", 5'11 and a half or so. Um, You know, Dre Greenlaw, I I don't know that I would say he was over six foot. uh, Maybe right at – I wouldn't
0: uh, think he was that tall.
1: Yeah, maybe 5'11 too. Yeah. Yeah. a lot of these guys, if you see somebody listed at six foot, you can almost guarantee that they're not. like. It's like everybody kind of rounds up to six foot if, for, you know, athlete rosters, basketball roster, all that stuff. So to me, uh, slightly bigger than, you know, what's typical in Arkansas is what I would say at linebacker. You know, Poo Paul's 6'1", 233. Uh, Antonio Greer's probably very similar in size. I would say Jordan Crook is probably about 5'11", 220 something, um, and you've got you've got Gene uh, Thomas who's 6'4", 240. I think overall it's a fast group. Now, I don't know that there's a third round NFL draft pick. You know Drew Sanders pretty fast and explosive, so I don't know if there's that guy. But overall depth at linebacker is tremendously better than it's been in recent years, top to bottom.
0: Enjoy your weekend, Trey. We will talk with you on Monday. That is Trey Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.